0: Welcome to episode 12 of the Goals in Motion podcast. This week in Motion, we pick up part two of our two part special with Paul Beadle about how to set up a new sports club. In Pick of the Week, we're going to be talking about player behaviour and player attitude. And in Coach's Corner, we're going to look specifically about how to maintain your levels within a coaching session. Thanks. Coach's Corner this week in coach's corner we're going to be talking to you about how to maintain the application of your players in your training sessions um it's a really interesting subject isn't it? which is quite uh important at the minute in our in our current team is ensuring that our our players training are sticking to their their positions and sticking to their the the sort of 100% effort in every part whether it's the training or the match um Brad what, what what do you think about that what what can you shed light on in that
1: so i think the big thing with our team at the minute is concentration um so the concentration is massive and you you need the concentration first and foremost and then other things follow so you could have concentration targets and uh, things like that but it's really it's i think it's really difficult especially when you've got a different sort of you've got a different mixture of kids haven't you so you know you've got one to quiet, one who uh Noisy and and the ones in between. So to be able to get them all to have a hundred percent, I think has its own challenges. James.
0: Yes, it's like the it's like the whole hot button thing, isn't it? Like what what are their what are their hot buttons basically? Uh, I know last night we had a a new girl come um, to our team Mm -hmm. who she just looked a little bit overawed to start with. Got got stuck in, did really well by the end of the session. But at the start of the session there's so much noise and hubbub and different like uh different um personalities flying around in the in the warm up and the stretches and whatnot and it's loud, parts of it are quiet, parts of it are sort of friendly, parts of it are, are just chilled. Um So I mean trying to maintain and can keep control of that and maintain hundred percent effort. Like you said, concentration is a massive thing. Um people drifting off in the middle of a game and just not focusing on what their job is or not taking up a position that should be taken up it 's a really important part now how, how do we how do we as a team how do we make that better
1: so i'd say as a team to make that better, we just need to maintain we need to maintain what the standards are, so what the standards are, what the targets are, and it 's like we say what we expect from each and every one of them because from every every child we're going to want something something different obviously you've got different positions. Um, so I think from our point of view we need to maintain our standards as well not just them having their standards I think we need to maintain our high standards so we can not just be at the point right now we want to improve and we want to go to the next level so I think that we just need to keep 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 our concentration as well to go right we're, we're going through this this week this next week and have that plan like we always have but I think it's really important that the kids need a respect that you know we're 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 working as as coaches. You know, there's coaches out there who listen to this who have their own have their own stamp on things, and and I think it's important to just maintain what you're telling the kids, and just to just to remember that it's always about moving on to the next one. If you that, know
0: what I mean? Yeah, that's it. I think I think you, you used a key word there, is telling. So I've learned from my time is if you tell somebody to do something, they're less likely to do it. So by yeah. asking somebody to play in a position, or asking somebody to to go outside yes. their comfort zone, is where we get the best results. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because yeah, that's probably a, a common. I think it's a common mistake in in many different walks of life. Is is the tell, tell, tell rather than the ask? Yes. Because it's like, I. I mean, I explained to you that, that we've got two examples in our team where one player, um, flatly refused and and denied wanting to play in a position and the other player positioned it in a very different way and asked you the question and and asked it in a different way. Um, Those two things are very, very different. It's exactly the same thing, but it's it's produced in a different way by that person. So that person is is making that point in a very intelligent way rather than chucking the toys out of the pan or whatever. Um, They're making it abundantly clear to us by asking us really politely that they don't wish to play in that position and that is fine. You know that unless uh, we had that, I think we had that conversation with that player and said, unless it's an absolute necessity, we won't do that because you've, been, you've yeah. done it the right way. You've been polite. You've asked nicely. So we. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's it. So we, by getting the best out of the people, we want to play in positions. Um, I think the the ask mentality is is definitely there. Um, I know last night at training we. We uh, we went against the grain a little bit. There wasn't a lot of parents there for you to have a chumag with, to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we went. You you joined in and, and had a really valuable session with the defensive side using your defensive knowledge, and I had a really really good session with the attacking side using my attacking knowledge. And we then put that together at the end and had a really really good solid hour of, of good content.
1: Oh yeah, it was. I definitely say it was. It was one of the. One of them sessions where you you you're going into it and you think, do you know what, we're work, we're working on this with the defence, this with the attack. But I think overall, I think it was one of the one of the better sessions we've had in the last in the last couple of months. I think the numbers helped as well. The numbers that we had last night helped, but I do, I just think that the the kids put their heads down and and they just thought, do you know what, let's work on this, let's improve on this, and then on a match day, it won't seem as difficult.
0: Yeah, that's it. And that's that's what we want from the girls. That is that we, we've said it time and time again that training is that you you only play as well as you train. Um, yeah. and we we've even gone as far as to say we, that we were happy that we got beat on a weekend because the players trained really poorly in the midweek. Yeah. It gives us it gives us an absolute validation. Um, and, and that that all comes down to the abilities of who you've got in your team, whether it be hockey or football or netball or basketball or tennis you know it, it's it's important to make sure that you've got a good balance of, of ability knowledge so how you how you coach that knowledge and how you how you handle each different type of player
1: oh yeah definitely it's it's one of them like you say you you need to be able to you need to know your players as well that's that's the, that's 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 the, that's the main thing isn't it you need to know what the strengths and weaknesses are um, just so you can improve because like we've said on many occasions you're not going to be able to get the same reaction out of two different players a defender and, and a forward you need to you need to sort of cater the session if you can sort of individually like we did last night yeah. we split didn't we we split it and then and then at the end we we had a game which matched up with what we were doing so it was so, so it was valuable so I'd probably say to any coaches sort of wanting to go to the next level with with their teams, I think it's really important. If you're able to, if you have more than obviously if more than one coach, I think it's really it's it's valuable going forwards. If you can split them and then bring them back towards the end for a game yeah. or to implement
0: to implement what they've learned and what they've done in that in that prior, yeah. while it's fresh in their minds to implement what you've done and and practice that. I'm going to post you a request. I'm going to point where well, I know the, the, there's the whole debate about Messi Ronaldo, and soon end because one of them will retire. But uh, everybody knows that R- R- Ronaldo is a relentless trainer and yeah. always has been. That's one of his biggest plus points. Now, there'll be players, there'll be people who listen to this, and coaches, and things like that. And we all know people like this in all of our teams who, who turn up week in, week out, thinking, I'm just going to walk into the team. Like we talked about Ledley King a few weeks ago, doesn't train, (laughs) walks into the team because he's a good player, and he is a good player, or was a good player. So I would encourage people and coaches to to use Ronaldo as an example of of an absolute top class athlete, but somebody who always goes and gives 100% in training and practices extra things um, and practices extra sort of drills and practices running and looks after himself and, and He's constantly going. That's why he's the best in the world.
1: that's well, the thing is, it's a diet.
0: <laughs> I said the, there, you didn't say Messi actually slipped in the best in the world. You agreed. <laughs> I <laughs> slipped in that Ronaldo was the best in the world. and You didn't say apart from Messi <laughs>
1: because the debate is the, the debate we the... had right now, James. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know what though? From from that, um, when you look at it, you, you know you could you can have the debate as much as you want but when you look at it Messi for the first 10 minutes of games just analyses the opponent where Ronaldo's full throttle and I think it's a risky game not being full throttle and being on it and you know being the first to train and last to leave and yeah. and I think you know that that's it. That's important so for anyone listening I think it's majorly important especially for players anyone but out there the, dedi- the is- dedication's there you know
0: <laughs> is there anybody out there <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not like trying to send, messages,
0: send a message to space <laughs> if you can hear this it's now 2022 <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it is really important to tailor your sessions to your players you've got utilise the players you've got don't split it by ability because that is the most demoralising thing you can do to a child yeah by putting a child okay, in a box completely and saying
2: agree.
0: actually we're going to split you into two boxes. We're going to split the good players and the bang average players. That's the yeah the worst thing you can possibly, in my opinion, is the worst thing you can possibly do. Um, unless, so you're going well, to full, yeah, unless
2: you can have a full Unless you can have a full
0: second team. You if you can have a full second team stroke squad, um, stroke set of players who can who can facilitate that, then fine. But if you're just picking yeah. picking half a team out and saying actually you're not good enough, so we're going to put you in a separate group and make you better or try and make you better we would send yeah. them backwards ten weeks, basically because they're going to feel demoralising. Hang on, my, pal, my pal's over there, and apparently they're better than me.
1: Yeah, it's 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 wrong in my, in my opinion. Anyway, I don't I don't think that's that's a good idea. Like you say, if you've got half a team or even less, they're going to look over and think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm I'm probably just going to leave. Like yeah. there's no it's it, the confidence is massive. It's a massive thing in sport in general. And to sorta of look like you think you're not good enough is there's nothing worse and I think that that's the wrong way to go about things.
0: Oh completely. We've had it all in all our in our careers and whatnot and whether it be sport yeah. or work, as well you've had it. We have all have had it. You know? It's a, it's it's a big yeah. thing. Um what one thing, Brad what you, you you give me one, I'll give you one. You give me one first. What what one thing would you say is is the best bit of advice you can take for tailoring sessions?
1: For tailoring sessions. I think just don't don't be afraid, don't be afraid to to take risks and sort of challenge challenge yourself, not just yourself but your players. Think rather than rather than sort of keeping it safe and you know you can look at plenty of drills you can do on YouTube or online. But I think like ball mastery. Yeah, like <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> anyone know where Nathan is on that? On that?
0: Show, he's he's actually you know. currently he's currently uh, on uh, a sabbatical in malawi coaching ball mastery <laughs>
1: <laughs> so James what would you what's the one thing that you would you know you would say a cater the session to your team
0: uh, i'd say be be strict with it um not to the point where you're sort of cracking the whip and getting a cane out but be be sort of regimented if people aren't putting in a hundred percent bypass it don't don't let somebody who's not putting in the effort be the focus of your whole team um the example from last night we had somebody who was been a bit slow they were having a bit of a chit chat with with the person they were stood with at the time so i just cracked on and went back straight across to the other people so right you you you, you're ready you crack on so don't let don't let people be passengers don't let people sort of bring the session down um and bypass them um we're going to move on now to In Motion. So this week is part two of our two-part special where we talk about how to build a club from the ground up. And this week we're speaking to the other half of the Beadle marriage, which is Paul. We spoke to Linda last week. Um, this week we're speaking to Paul. So please stay tuned for In Motion and listen to the rest of how to set up a new club.
1: In Motion! So this week, In Motion, is part two with Paul Beadle. On how they set up a club. So how are we doing, Paul?
2: I'm doing all
0: right, thank you. We spoke to your good lady wife a couple of weeks <laughs> ago uh, and Hello, discussed, yeah, yeah. discussed some of the admin side of things and, and sort of the safeguarding things and, and sort of how you set up that side of the club. Um, we want to pick your brains for the other half of things.
1: So yeah, so starting with you know the the initial funding. So when setting up a club, how how straightforward is it to get that initial funding? Um, to, to be honest, when setting the club up, if you get the timing right,
2: you don't need an awful lot of money to start off with. Um, it, it depends on when in the season you're doing it. I mean, in, in our situation, we basically had six weeks to get up and running, and a lot of things to do in those six weeks. If you could have a sort of a, a longer run at it, if that was possible. It, it's more achievable because there's not a huge amount of initial financial outlay. Yeah. Um, the biggest outlay you've got for, you know, in, in the case of our football team was affiliation with the local county FA, which is no more than a couple hundred pounds. yeah right, right. which is you quite reasonable. Reason. I
0: imagine going across other the sports, it's probably going to be a similar amount, like with yeah. the RFL or with the LTA for tennis, yeah. things like that. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, the other sports governing bodies operate in a
2: pretty similar way. I mean under it's
0: a process and a system that isn't broken, so there's no way to alter it, is there? Yeah, exactly. Like twiglets, if they're not broke, don't worry. <laughs> out the curry flavour. <laughs> um, with the equipment side of things, so obviously we've got quite a lot of equipment as a club, and we've got that by, by hook or by cook in some cases, we've yep. got some donated, we've bought some. So how how important is it and how do you get the, the in inverted commas, the right price for, for that equipment?
2: I mean, depends which way you're going to go. I mean, obviously, the, the kit that we've got, we could have probably got uh, and using a more cost-effective route. However, we were going down the route of uh, the Football
0: Foundation grant, which is this sort of cascaded large sum of cash that comes down from the Premier League and the television rights, etc. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we, we can literally stand it. Right next to our shipping container, full
2: of our kit, and attest to the fact that that money does cascade down because we can
0: see it <laughs> and we use it. Yeah, that's it. It's a, tang- uh, it's a tangible thing. It's something which, which you know, a lot of people say that the money gets lost from the Premier League as it filters down. We're we're a, a, an advert as a club of actually, it does filter down. Look. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, in, even to the point of today, some, some kit arrived that I have applied for months ago. Uh, you know, sometimes it gets lost in translation or lost in the messages that we've been successful or unsuccessful, but now when someone knocks at the door and says, here's your parcel I think, no, that's you, we've been successful <laughs> you yeah, I forgot about that, that. <laughs> 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 but I mean, we've, had, we've had an awful lot of help from the county FA I mean, whatever your government body's bought is the best place to go is to the, you know, the local representation of that, which is Durham County FA and just basically say Help, I don't know what I'm doing. I that. <laughs> and point you in the right direction, and then things like the Football Foundation grant system is looks a bit daunting to start with, but you, you can actually work through the process fairly. It's there for a reason. It's there to stop people abusing it and fraudulently using the
0: funds that are available. Um, so you have to justify what you buy, and and you have to get you know three equal quotes and all that sort of stuff. It's
2: yeah, just standard sort of tendering type processing in business or in you know any industry. And a lot of people know how to do that sort kind of thing, anyway. And um, but there's drafts there for literally everything you could think of, to be honest.
1: Oh wow, well, that's uh, that's the thing, isn't it? I think when you you know you're talking about the equipment side and and all the other things, but I think the main, obviously, the main thing is with us, you know, with football and then obviously different sports, the main thing is a place to train and play, like how how simple is it? Is it, is, does it come with great difficulty finding that or does it just depend? It's impossible, <laughs> <laughs> um, I
2: mean when, when we started the process we literally ended up on Google Earth looking for bits of grass that you could fit a pitch on and wow. then I mean, we were doing things like uh, land registry searches to see who owned that particular piece of land and then making an approaches to them about the possibilities of, you know, renting, lease and buying, et cetera, et cetera, and we went round massive area, a massive area, I and mean, we were looking at of town sites, we were looking at things owned by parish councils, we looked at the local county council, um, which in our case it's called North Maybe always earmarked for future development. Yeah. It's the stock answer you get. Um, and then it, essentially, our our solution for us was basically underneath our noses, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is quite frequently the case. In that the, the local council sports complex has a lot of space that's sort of underused and underutilized, and you know, it was one of the irons that we had in the fire that the conversation. Went along with, and as much as it would be nice to won our own grounds, it's it's a, I think that's a a distant future plan rather than a an immediate
0: yeah. one. We're saying, um, well, somebody yeah, a club should, official to win the lottery, we are right. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I mean, there, there were, again, the was, was there was a piece of land just on the outskirts of town that we actually physically went and had a look at, and it, you know, two hundred forty thousand pounds, and it could have been ours. <laughs> the problem was
0: Today is to snap, isn't it? <laughs> I mean,
2: we could have rustled, you know, a, you know, a fair chunk of it to one side and put a commercial mortgage application in, etc., etc. And we could have
0: probably got it. but The interest rate would have been horrendous. Yeah. And when you're starting off, you probably just sticking your neck out too far and put yourself under a little bit too much risk. That's it. Yeah, that's, it's one of the biggest things when you are starting out. Like we've we've done things sort of slow, slowly, slowly in terms of gathering the, the kits and whatnot and things like that. And I think like we've got our kit. Uh, we've got our uh, we've got our kit. We've got our facility. We've got some funding. Next on our list is how do you track it all? So your kit, footballs, cones. How how do we look after that? How how does a new a new club start? How do they put a plan in place for that? I think to be honest,
2: if if, if anybody knows a solution of how you find out where all your cones and footballs go to, please reply to us <laughs> we'll give it a go <laughs> <laughs> you've got to just treat them as almost a sort of consumable items to be honest uh, I mean the way we've we've in previous clubs you know, essentially the, the equipment store being held under lock and key by two people and yet it's sort of a blood to say that you were going to take three and yeah and we didn't we didn't really want to be like that
0: Turn the keys. And, turn the keys at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we, we trust everybody. The kit's there, use you know, it,
2: put it back. Expect to be shouted at if it's not there when somebody else wants it. Yeah, the thing the way we work it. I mean, football get popped, football get lost. You know, they are just literally a consumable items. Essentially, cones are as well. Really, it's, it's more some of the bigger items that we've got, like, like floodlights and
0: goals and, and things like that. Yeah, they're the things we take more care over. Yeah, yeah. So I
2: mean, generally, anything but the serial number goes in what we've got as what we call as an asset register.
1: Yeah. So with anything, anything big is in is in the, the club's asset register.
2: Which is just you know, it's the
0: same. It can just be a a, a table in a, in a word document. Yeah. Yeah. So like just, just list down exactly what you've got, what the value is. I suppose to be fair, you probably need that for insurance purposes anyway, wouldn't you? It's probably a good do, good idea yeah. to have.
2: Again, for anything of great value, it's all—it's yeah. all not only listed, it's also sort of photographed as well. You know, it's just your standard sort of advice you get of anybody for ensuring anything of value.
0: You know, yeah, and so photograph it
1: with with
2: any with numbers or identifying markings.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you know, with with regards to you know, it's a challenge, isn't it? But I think one of the biggest ones, and a lot of people will be interested in hearing an answer if you've got one. Sponsorship for kids, you know, how how difficult is it to gain sponsorship for, for kids? For the, for the kids,
2: I think controversially, yeah, it's not difficult at all, it's really easy
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you know where to look. <laughs>
2: it's no, no, it's your approach and your angle is, is what you simply do. I mean, so, so often, I see you know, it's just nice of seeing stuff on social media where saying, Are there
0: any businesses would like to sponsor our team? and that's it. Yeah, you've got to sell. You've got to sell them the dream, haven't you? In how more much do you want,
2: and what we're going to get for it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Were you watching so The Apprentice. The <laughs> yeah, well, after the approach we had is that we broke it down to essentially: how much is it going to cost to do
2: a, a team in a playing kit, a training yeah. kit? How much is it going to cost for goalkeeper's coaches? And you break it down into little chunks. And what you're trying to do is basically make a, a product anybody could be interested in, so we've got a simple thing like social media um, sponsorship. Uh, we'll do football sponsorship, we'll do goalkeeper or any any sponsorship. And then we just broke it down into a package and said, it, it, it's gonna cost us, for the sake of argument, it's gonna cost us 400 quid to kick one team out. So sponsorship for that team is 400 pounds, and for that you're gonna get your logo on all the kit you're going to get mentioned on our social media posts for this is the game that we're playing this week, sponsored by whoever, and then do another one with the results or any other activity they do. You make sure you tag them because they're sponsored by. And we just put a simple document together and then do what a lot of clubs don't do, and that's turn around don't look at your kids. <laughs> look at the parents. Where do they work? Who do they work for?
0: Yep. And are they interested in sponsoring you. That's the first call that we did and you'd be surprised how much there is actually available that's it, it's, it's, it's making it relevant as well I suppose if, you, yeah. if you've if you got with our situation we've got a load of kids and we've got a load of parents yeah. now you need to be looking at things which those parents have a need for potentially so I think we've got like Virgin Media is one of our sponsors, there's a yeah. care company there's an architectural company So com- yeah. like companies who you're going to have a use for Kind of thing. The companies who were going to be there to say, actually, do you know what? I'm, I, need, yeah. I need, I need, I need an architect. I need a caregiver.
2: Yeah, yeah. Makes it's sense. right
0: there in front of them. We set it all out in front of
2: yeah, them. Yeah, very much. It's not for us for sponsorship. It's not necessarily a one-way street where we take money off somebody, put it in the clothing or whatever, and put it on top of a the kid. They run around in it, and everyone should be happy. We taught us say I think mean, it's just Monday night um, at training, chatting to somebody who is looking at getting into the bike elect market I and mean, we actually have a netting company
0: that sponsors us so I put them in contact with each other. That's yep. what it's about. Sponsorship is about that business getting some tangible work or contact from that sponsorship. That, that's what it's for. That's how it works. That's it. What, what, even, even one phone call off the back of sponsoring that team is valuable. You know, because then that builds. Because if, if they do one bit of business at that one person, they'll tell five other people, oh, do you know what? This biotech company is really good. Oh, I've got two yeah. people then ring up and try it. Yeah. And they tell another it's five it's each. they 10 more people. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it
2: works. Just this week, another
0: two companies come forward to sponsor. Oh, wow. Um, big big ones. The other market.
2: <laughs> one, one's a global brand. <laughs> and Bigger it. than the bigger than the Virgin Media
0: or 2 brand. Oh, wow. So, I, I, that will give us, you know, half a percent of what their turnover was, but... <laughs> yeah, a little bit of it to do, though, to be fair. In that, potentially in
2: that brand. And the other, the other market we tag into as well is the, the local council. Um, a lot of them have
0: Funds that the councillors can use and allocate to things, and we've been quite successful. You, you were quite successful in getting some of that for us, as yeah. Yeah, my, my one of my mates is, okay. is the, one of the councillors for Lingfield Medal in Darlington, and he yes. he he sort of came up against a brick wall in that area where nobody wanted the money. So he said, I'd, I'd asked him about the there was another councillor who'd given theirs across from our from the ward where the trading pitches are, yeah. And he yeah. put his his money in. And then my friend said, Well, actually, nobody at Medal wants it, so yeah. do you guys want it? Um watch yeah, that. So I mean that's three we've had on board now, and uh, from what I understand as well
2: the
0: council are renewing it and doing it again next year, so Happy Days. There's four cool.
2: talking about doing it with us next year. Just not <laughs> see if so we can get the whole lot.
0: So fine finally, what what advice? So one do and one do one little uh one do and one don't. So a bit of advice, setting up a new sports club, what's one do and one don't from you, Paul? What would you say? Probably the same to be honest. Don't panic and panic. <laughs> yeah. And I think you go
2: through various stages of both when you're actually looking at these things. You look at it, you have this massive things that have to
0: be achieved. You know, essentially your to do list is just immense. Does that, that's what Linda said? she, has sleep at night yeah. sometimes, um, wondering about the what there is to do the next day on her list. Yeah.
2: Work through them. Pick your easy targets. Work on them. So, for sponsorship type of thing, get a success. Yep. Use that success to get your more
0: success. That's it. Even even if you if you pull in a a, a fifty quid social media package for the season, it's still yeah. 50, it's fifty quid more than no quid. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, yeah. it's, it's it, quid then you build more, on yeah. that. That's right. Because you yeah. can, you utilise that to you, then you you tailor your, you tailor your sponsorship to the next person. who well, actually, we've already got sponsors on board. Not a lie, because you have. Yeah. No, People right, are really yeah. keen to get on board, and then that just builds it all up. It's been. It's
2: been
0: we got one on board then another one wanted to do it then another one wanted to do it not that we were playing them off against each other or anything like that but
2: they do seem as though hey, they want to be that's business we are lucky I think in a way that, that, that girl football is massively on the on the up oh um, it, it is we it, we, we, I mean, we. everybody seems to want the place of it at the moment
0: we, we were almost torn about basing our podcast just on girls football yeah. at one point yeah. we, that's what we talked about we wanted to make it just about girls and we thought actually let's make it a, bro- a broader spectrum of, of youth sport and grassroots sport. But it's been really insightful, speaking to, to yourself, Paul, and to Linda Kabusko, Um just learning how, how, I'll say how easy, it's not easy, how yeah. how it's easy common. it is to put together the parts to set up a club um, or a sports organisation, but the, the hard work that goes in behind the scenes to yourself, Linda and, uh, and Nathan, is, is is obviously, you know, we know about that, a lot of people wouldn't yeah. do. Yeah. Um, I often
2: say it's like, it's like an iceberg and a duck. You know, there's an awful lot more of the
0: iceberg underneath the water. And yep. took look underneath legs are going, like clappers. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, spot on. But uh, a bit like and our podcast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, thank you very much, Paul. Really appreciate it. um if, no if Like you say, what we, we're going to do is we put a little thing on saying about uh, on our social media pages. If anyone's got any questions on, or wants any help, just, just go to Goals in Motion on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and ask any questions and we can we can direct you and, and get any sort of advice we can try. Yeah, no problems. Bill, thanks so much, Paul. Thank you. you. Take care, bye. Bye. So that was very really interesting from Paul. Um, telling us how to find the best prices, how to source pitches, how to find equipment—that sort of thing. I think that's, that's massive, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a major part, major part of you know setting up your club. And and I think what he was saying about the you know about about the pitches and that, I think it's 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 not as not as easy as you think thinking but like you say it's 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 really 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 good what you were saying um i i thoroughly and thoroughly enjoyed the chat and it was nice to know all the, all the nitty and gritty stuff you've got to do to set up a club james
0: yeah absolutely i think anyone would would really do well like capturing those two interviews and use them as their sort of benchmark if they were ever wanting to set up a new new organization new sports club Um, so on to the pick of the week this week we're going to be talking about player behaviour and player attitudes on the pitch so join us pick of the week next ah you're still here fantastic we would just like to let you know that if you or anyone you know would like to advertise within our podcast we can do that for you no problem at all find us on social media on Facebook Twitter or Instagram and we can work out a package for you whether it be your own recording or scripted for us thanks very much
1: the week. So this week on Pick of the Week, we'll be talking about player behaviour. Like from last week, Champions League, Man City against Atletico Madrid. There was a little bit of a bit of foul play. What do you reckon, James?
0: Yeah, I, I, I caught a bad. We watched it. To be fair, my wife's a Liverpool fan, um, so we watched the Liverpool game. But I did see right at the very end. Um, we caught a bit of what had gone on. And then, obviously, this morning on there... Uh, I say obviously, it wasn't obvious. <laughs> this morning, while I was getting ready for work, I was watching um, Sky Sports News. Um, other news channels are available. Uh, and yeah. on there, there was uh, a bit about what had gone on. And Jack Grealish had come over and called somebody a naughty word and had his hair pulled, <laughs> which is, is quite frankly ridiculous. The fact they were asking for yellow card is just a bit silly. Um, yeah. As is his haircut. Uh, <laughs> but I think... Player behavior it's in football it's bizarre there's there's an old adage where rugby is a game for thugs played by gentlemen and football is a game for gentlemen played by thugs and there's no no truer thing said um I've played both, and the the camaraderie and the teamwork and the the sort of the love for each other as as a team of rugby players is ridiculously good compared to when you play football and bickering and Arguing, yeah. oh, I'm going to play my mate because he's my mate and stuff like that. It's 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 such a it's a different world. But when we're talking about the professional game, and you're looking at things like last uh, last week with the Champions League game with Atletico and uh, Man City, some of the stuff going on was just beyond gamesmanship and beyond sort of uh poo-housery, shall we say?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. And when, when you're looking at games like that, and obviously there's been so many games in the past as well that show you the negative side of it, no wonder you've got kids on a weekend turning up thinking that's an acceptable way to behave. Like I don't I don't understand it myself personally. I think, you know, it's it's ridiculous the way the way some people set up the teams and I think it's it's important when you when you look you know, the way we run ours is, you know, we're we're a nice side. And, and, and not everyone is but I think it's it's important it's not just about the sport or whatever sport you do it's not just football it can be anything but I think it's really important that you're teaching these young people life lessons as well absolutely so it, it needs to be positive it can't just be oh yeah I've seen something on TV and they're like my role model so that's the way I have to behave because that's just ridiculous isn't it James? it
0: is I mean do you know what? Could you see a, I don't know, say somebody who's like a, a politician or something, oh, hang on actually, that might be a bad example.
2: no, <laughs> oh, 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 we don't, this is,
0: it's not that type of podcast. So yeah, let's go the other way. So can you see something like an airline pilot who gets well paid, um, going around kicking off at passengers and, and throwing drinks at people and, and tilting the plane from side to side to upset people? No, you don't. You know, do you see bus drivers like, flying round corners at 50 miles an hour and upsetting the passengers no you don't so I don't get why just football pretty much has this yeah. has this thing where I think we, we can literally do what we want because we're footballers whether it's on the pitch or not the, we've had this conversation before about the referees mic the referees up and let's hear what yep. goes on on the pitch because it'll soon stamp out all of this nonsense. Jack Grealish got his hair pulled because he called somebody like a really bad word, um, <laughs> and he deserved You know, if you're going to walk onto the yep. side of the pitch and call somebody a name, and expect the consequences. But some of the other stuff which was going on was ridiculous. Um, yeah, you don't see it in other sports. You you really don't. You see rugby players smashing into each other, and and they go off at the end and shake hands and have a pint together. You see, ice hockey players, where it's an actual rule in ice hockey, the referees, as long as they're on the feet, they'll allow them to, they'll allow them to fight and they'll allow them to scrap, because um, that's part of the game. But with football, they seem to think that they're beyond the law, if you like, of, of anything, and they can act how they want and behave how they want, and then it'll be all OK. But kids, like you said, kids are going to see that, Brad, and they're going to see that, and they're going to take it into their games on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and... And that's where it becomes a problem because that's what they grow up with.
1: Yeah, it's it's just like you say, it's a football problem. <laughs> I don't know why. No, it's it, it's a game. It's it's so it's a game we
0: love, and, and and it's damaging. Like it's damaging the the future of the game.
1: Yeah, that that's the thing. The need to the need to cut out this non the nonsense. Really, um, it's. It's just bizarre, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense, really, because in any other sport, it'd be a ridiculous ban, which would be quite right, you know. It's it's deserved, and it's you know, like when we were saying from last week, like after all the shenanigans that went on on the sidelines, like when they went down the tunnel, there was there was those who are in the tunnel as well.
0: So I'm going to give you an example here. In Huddersfield Giants player Will Price, I think we've mentioned yeah. him before. when We talked to Brooke at the very start of our our journey. Yes. Um, Will Price I think he's like 19, 20 year old uh, he played as a fringe player pretty much last season did really well um, got given a really good squad number and started and started the season really well then yeah. decided he was going to pick a player up and spear tackle him into the floor Ooh. 10 game ban see you later straight away <laughs> and, and you know that's how uh, Rugby League manage it properly Rugby Union manage it properly all other sports manage these players properly apart from football. There seems to be this this whole sort of opinion of oh, hang on, who is it first? Let's see who it is, and then we'll decide yeah. what the punishment's gonna be. There's no there's no sort of set consistency on what punishment is. Yeah. Um it's fine in them it's weird. a fine is pointless.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it just doesn't it doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? Like you say, I think it's, it needs to happen in the next couple of seasons where the mic-in refs up and saying, Do you know what, this is a decision, this is that. And I know it's not the referee talk, but I think it's really important to, if you're not going to cover bases from the other side, from the players' point of view, it needs to be from the officials, because I think football officials are the only ones who really get disrespected. When you look at all sports.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we talked about the Aussie rules, didn't we? Where that a player brushed shoulders at half time with the referee, 10 week ban. <laughs> like. That's the thing, respect. Yeah, exactly. There's no respect for officials in football, none. And it also brings us on to the fact of, of fans. So there was a, there was a, a, a very well publicised instance last week about Ronaldo slapped a phone out of somebody's hand. But what it didn't yeah. say was why, or what the what the justification was. Now, there's probably no justification to slap a phone out of a kid's hand, but I've seen videos from the kid on the other side of it, and the language and the, the abuse he was giving to a, a member of the public, essentially, was not acceptable. It's an, what, he, what he was saying, on the street, in the middle of a town centre, would be an arrestable offence. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's part of the problem as well, is the fact that the fans...
1: Yeah, the fun the fans get put on almost a pedestal, don't they? Where they feel like they're untouchable. You can you can swear, you can say whatever to players. Yep. And then if a if a player snaps, and it's oh no, oh no, it's all it's almost like that snowflake esque <laughs> sort of. Yes. You know, oh, I can say something to you, but if you do anything back to me, oh no, that's not acceptable. It's gone straight in the paper.
0: Yeah. Not prepared for the they're not prepared for the controversy or. If you can't dish it out, don't. if you can't take it, don't dish it out, kinda of thing. Yeah, exactly. And that that's become a massive thing within within particularly football. And that's from the players, from the fans. You know, it's it's just managers even. Um yeah. like some managers are just they're just in denial about anything. They make excuses yeah. up. If, they, if, if the if wind's not going the right direction they make an excuse. You know, it's it's uh it, it really needs to rhymes with stop.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all all in all, there needs to there needs to be changes made because the lack of respect is absolutely ridiculous.
0: That's it. And, and honestly, I'm I'm an honest person. I'm gonna hold my hands up, and, and you'll be exactly the same. If I know you, remember under your breath, and I'm the one who shouts it louder. But <laughs> when we're when we're at a match, when we, we've we've you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot to admit. We've we've shown disrespect to referees this season. We have for a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's it's quite hard to articulate what you're trying to say to a referee who's just learning to let them understand what your point of view is. Without it, t- sound really bad. So I think there needs to be some sort of education somewhere in how to for, for referees as part of their refereeing journey, refereeing experience, is how to communicate with managers and players and, and things like that because sometimes it leaves a lot to be there's a, like there's a gap. Gap yeah. in between the two.
1: Yeah it needs it needs to be there needs to be a uh, you know that that sort of learning learning curve. I think I think for everyone, coaches, managers, referees.
0: Yeah.
1: Um every, every, everyone involved and like you say we've we've had the odd word with with referees but it's just the point of view you have is you just you just want the game to be fair and you don't want you don't want them to make the wrong decision, so they get stick in the next game off someone who's going to give it ten times worse than we would. Exactly. So like, we're mild compared to some of the teams.
0: Are we? are very mild.
1: Yeah. That's that, that that's the thing, and and I think it's you've just it's it's a it's a learning learning curve, isn't it? Exactly. Um, and you've just you've just got you got to hope that there's something that can bring everyone together where it's gonna gonna be for the best of the sport.
0: You're right. On that note, I'm going to allow you to uh, to to leave at this point, but I, don't, you, I think you've got some birds to feed in the background, and I've got I've <laughs> got some pizza to eat. So, um, please join us next week for some more absolutely average content. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, hopefully, um, well not next week, the week after is fortnight. I keep thinking weekly. Join us, in the, join us in a couple of weeks' time. I will season finish, and we'll let you know how we got on and where we finished. Um, and we'll obviously like say we'll have some, some extra content we've got our guests all, all lined up and whatnot, so we've got some really interesting people coming up who, you, who you'll find really fascinating um, so from me thank you very much for listening and we'll see you soon take it easy take it easy guys, thank you as always we'd like to thank Jensen Day for his music on our podcast you can find him on socials at Jensen underscore Day go and have a look, really really good up and coming artist really nice guy, it'd be nice for him to get a follow thanks